You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed can sometimes be accompanied by hand gestures, which your sister may find offensive, but you think are hilarious. There's one in every family. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car query? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Well, good morning from the big smoke, which is absolutely clear as a bell out there. It's like we've had, welcome to Dave's Corner Garage, by the way. Uh, It's Steve Scheiman along with... uh, Brian Max. I'm here. You're looking very summery today. You know what? I went to the closet today. I'm like, what am I going to wear? And I, I, found, uh, I found this lovely linen shirt. It's very nice. Thank you. The blue kind of, let's not get too personal. It's perfect for radio. <laughs> but listen, just a, a sort of word of caution here. Uh, if you are coming down to Toronto uh, for today with the CNE starting yesterday, it is a zoo down here. So uh, try not to take your car too far. Because uh, it, it's just awful. So I mean, you know, if you're if you're a Toronto resident, you are not going to appreciate no. all of the outer towners who just don't understand Toronto driving. Oh, no, it's wild, and it's you can always tell this time of the year because uh, besides, I mean, the, the X usually gets. I always still call it the X, um, and the food court building. Oh yeah, the food term. Oh, it's great. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, it's this usually the time of the year where skunks. To come up, yes, I need your expertise because uh, I uh, I hit one on the way in today. Oh yeah, oh no, and the car's a little ripe. Well, the good thing is that it's you know your your car isn't furry like my dog. Oh, and if oh, you know, our dog had it once, yeah, exactly ketchup, whatever, like I don't or know. tomato sauce. I, I haven't I haven't been down that road yet, but it's it, you know I'll, I'll figure it out when that happens. There must be some kind of spray you can use for a car. We should get. Get a hold of Al. Uh, yeah, Al, Al. Al will tell us. Yeah, he, he would. would know. Well, we should say good morning to Al. Yeah, good morning, Al. Al, turn over in the bed. Now, unfortunately, Al came down with uh, COVID after coming back uh, on a trip, and he was fine down there, tested it, but he's having a, a rough go. So listen, buddy, I know you're listening, so uh, feel better, and uh, get your tush back here next week, please. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> All right, we got a great show lined up for you again. Um Jack Benzikar has been on with us before, has a really cool platform called Tire Butler. Nothing to do with kitchens. It's a really cool way of, so he sort of says, we're selling time, not tires always. Exactly, which is something that I appreciate. It's like valet, yeah. it's, it's great. So we'll yep. get into that. Yep. And he's going to give you some heads up as to where prices are going for tires and how you really, although it's going to be 29 today, you really should consider... You may be getting them a little bit early. Well, you know, there's several things to do, so it's time to start thinking about uh, driving in the fall. I'll tell you more about that. As well, um, Mark Saltzman, tech talk guy, uh, with some myths to be, how we say, dispersed? Debunked. Debunked. And he's going to be on, and uh, Brian and him have a good time ripping that one up apart. And it's, it's, I mean, it's true. What he's going to tell us is, Mm -hmm. 
I mean, it's 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 great. Well, it's great you, stuff. you know, we, we've talked about EVs before, and I drive them all the time, yeah. and uh, I I enjoy driving them for for several reasons. So you know, I'm I'm not one of those uh, you know um, internal combustion engine purists. I don't mind the electric cars. I listen. I just learned the terminology CVT last week, so don't go oh, too far on me quickly. Oh boy. Here. No, you're not missing anything with the CVT. <laughs> and uh, last but certainly not least, we're going to have uh, Tracy Marshall on with us. Uh, Tracy is with CAA, and a lot of kids depending on the region you live in in Ontario, are going back to school next week. Like some some boards are, are back to school next week. Yeah. So that, that's a big change on the so, roads. Some interesting tips from CAA, as always. And you can follow us this morning on uh, Facebook. We welcome your calls. You'll hear the number. Give us a call when you get a chance. And uh, we'll be back right after this with some interesting news. If you're into, uh, well, we just have to wait. And see. It'll be a surprise. Yeah. It, what's in the... What's in the jar? Nothing. <laughs> That's right. Hopefully something to get rid of these skunks. I'm going to get rid of that. It's like bad. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage with Brian and myself, and we'll be right back right after this. Stay with us. Grab a coffee. Maybe a Caesar, because it's Saturday. Right? No. No, not yet. Too early. Yeah. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here with my pal Steve Scheiman. Oh, isn't that nice? Yes, we're and, pals. We, yes, and and we're missing Al today because you know he's a bit under the weather. But uh, uh, our our show's namesake uh, today would have been uh, Dave Redinger's birthday. Yeah, it would have been. Mm-hmm. I think uh, seventy three. Yeah, I believe. So mm-hmm. uh, knowing him, God rest his soul, he's he's listening somewhere. Yeah, and he's probably going. What are you doing? That's exactly it. You, I, I, you should talk about this, you guys. Yeah, a big shout out to uh, to his family who yep. have uh, stood by us, and uh, and you, the listener, who have kept us going, and uh, we're going to keep it rolling. Nice yeah. touch, Bright. Yeah. Well, thank you. I mean, I, I miss Dave, and and he and I were you know very much like minded when it comes to driving and you know racing. I and drove all that with stuff. that madman once. Uh-huh. In his smart car at uh-huh. Cayuga. Mm-hmm. Two wheels in one corner. Of course. He goes, what's wrong? That's right. You're turning green. <laughs> it's lovely. All right. What else you got going on? Well, there's, you know, there's the, the coolest story in racing is happening right now. So there's a, there's a new NASCAR Cup team called Trackhouse. Brand new. Yeah. And they've already won a bunch of races. A couple of uh, the drivers are Ross Chastain and Daniel Suarez. And Daniel is the first Mexican driver to ever win a cup race. Nice. Anyone with Trackhouse. Yeah. So uh, one of the side projects they've got is, uh, what do they call it? Project uh, Project 91. And that is a third team car. And their idea with Project 91 is to bring in very famous drivers from other disciplines to race in NASCAR. And that's happening this weekend at Watkins Glen. What they've done is they've brought in Formula One world champion Kimi Raikkonen. Ooh. Yes. So That's it, kind of a cool idea to bring... It's like bringing NBA players in with WNBA players, and yeah, different. you know, it's it's one of those things that you can do in racing. Yeah, and you know, the the idea behind Project Ninety One is is not just bring Formula One drivers, but drivers from other disciplines of motor racing. So it might be rally or 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 you know, some type of open wheel or whatever the case is. Yeah, but Kimmy's got such a background in in driving everything that uh, it makes a good fit. And he's done a couple of NASCAR truck races, so he's kind of familiar with um, with the way NASCAR works. But, so it's uh, mainly it's mainly NASCAR. Uh, the, so uh, Trackhouse's Project 91 is purely NASCAR Cup 
and it's a third team car that they are just going to bring other drivers into, and they're going to have the opportunity to uh, right. to race. So with with Kimmy, he's got lots of experience. They tested he tested the car last weekend at VIR in Virginia, one of the places I've raced. Really enjoy that circuit, but they're racing this weekend at Watkins Glen, and uh, you know it's only four hours from here, Finger Lakes, beautiful, beautiful circuit. When uh, when is the race taking place? Uh, it'll be Sunday. Ooh, yeah, yeah. This they is, get so what? Typically, how many people would they get there? Uh, it's, well, it's kind of like Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. They probably uh, get you know fifty, seventy five thousand people. Yeah, trailers. Oh, all, all the Do all the infield parties? act. Yeah, lots of tailgating, all, all of that stuff. But the uh, you know it's a it's a it's a big wide open circuit, perfect for NASCAR. And uh, of course, because it's NASCAR Cup, very very competitive and lots of uh, banging and shoving and pushing and who knows what else. Look at it's, the smile on you. You like this? I don't I don't really watch that much NASCAR, but for sure I will be watching this start to finish. Well, it's like would would they go on a circuit where they would play? You know, they're going to race in in New York. And other parts of the U.S. would they come up here? Do you think? Ah, uh, no. They they they've had the truck race at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park right. previously. They're not back this year, so maybe next year. Uh, but hmm. the the big the Cup Series hasn't been to Canada. I don't think ever. I mean, some fans might correct me on it, but I don't think they've been here. Wow. Mm-hmm. But th- it's a very exciting weekend at uh, in in uh, if you're a fan of NASCAR or a fan of Formula One because you get to see how Kimmy's going to do with uh, against NASCAR drivers. Interesting. Mm-hmm. See what happens with that. Yes. Okay. Some other stuff we found that's kind of useless, but uh, <laughs> we thought you know what you never know what's going to be going on on the internet, which is always so accurate. But they. Uh, they keep records of everything, right? So this one is a record of the oldest junkyard uh, car, mm-hmm. as far as mileage goes. Mm-hmm. So they found in, uh, where was it here, in New York somewhere, a 1988 Honda Accord sets the all-time high junkyard treasure odometer record. <laughs> ready for this? <laughs> okay, 1988, maybe. so what's that, uh, 34 years it's old? A, it's a while ago. Okay, thank you. So, uh, 626,476 miles. Yikes. What's That's that a in, lot. What's that in kilometers? That's a million. I need, a, I need Google. That's a million. Is it really? Yeah. A million. You should see this car. Mm-hmm. It's a piece well, of, it's a Honda. I mean, of course, you know, of course it'll go a million it kilometers. It keeps going. No keeps problem. Going. Uh, listen, if you've got any questions at all, uh, our lines are open, one 866 And, you know, all kidding aside, because the show is very serious, as you can tell most of the time, um, if anybody has a cure, really, for getting rid of skunk stench, in a car, we I'd really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I I don't have any ideas, and you know, Al should be calling in right now. To be well, honest. I know he he often says that uh, when it comes into springtime, mm-hmm. you know, and there's cars that have not been driven, they're in garages for the winter time. Yep, those little little critters come yes. in and uh, bite the wires and everything. Oh yeah. But I only had it once when we lived out west, where we actually had a skunk inside the hood of our car. Oh. Oh, that's I don't want to encounter that. No, and uh, luckily I wasn't in the car to be perfectly <laughs> showing the blame here. My uh, my uh, my wife was in the car, yeah. and uh, I hear the car start. Yeah, and all of a sudden I hear this screaming, and I yeah. thought, oh my god, what's there? Something wrong with the car? You right. know, the battery's not working. And I get into the garage, and there's there's like feathers or whatever fur fur, yeah, oh. just everywhere, and. She's literally got her finger over her nose like this. <laughs> oh, no. And we had to have the car towed, yep. detailed, uh-huh. 
$1,200 later. Wow. That's a lot of, you know, mm -hmm. tomato sauce or whatever. Yeah. But um, you know, it, was, it was something else. Anyway, we'll get on to a much more tasteful <laughs> conversation next. Uh, a unique way of getting your tires changed, when to buy them, how to do some shopping while your car is being taken care of. Uh, the man is called Jack Benzikar, really good guy who knows his stuff and has created a great thing called Tire Butler. We're going to find out more about what he's up to right after this. This is Dave's Corner Garage along with Brian Max. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage on this sunny Saturday in Toronto. I'm Brian Max here with Steve Scheinman. And uh, our pal Alan Gelman is uh, at home a little bit under the weather. COVID time again. Uh, yeah. And he had his fourth booster, so I'll get better. I, I keep telling him, just yeah. get a big bowl of wonton soup, yeah. stick your face in it, and uh, <laughs> have some <laughs> Tylenol. Exactly. So I hope he gets better soon. Yes. With us right now, we have our friend Jack Benzikar from Tire Butler. Jack, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing great. It's a beautiful day in the studio. Yeah, it's a beautiful <laughs> day outside here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All yours. So, Jack, it is, uh, I mean, it's still summer, and it's, what, it's, it's going to be almost 30 degrees today, but it's kind of time to start thinking about the fall, and with cars, that also means time to start thinking about winter tires. Absolutely. I think uh, fall is, what, September 22nd, so we're only, like, uh, 30 days away from fall. Right. So, sorry to be the bearer of bad news, and those those farmers who write that almanac are telling us we're in for a doozy of a winter this year. Yeah, so you know what? Fun. And they were, <laughs> it scares me. Because, on. Yeah, wow. they were they were pretty accurate with uh, with summer, so. Uh, uh, it's been a, well, it's been a great summer, yeah. so we'll, we'll see what we get for the winter, but I mean, you know, for, for uh, all of my cars, they all run on separate summer tires and separate winter tires. Now, me being a goofy racing driver, I have all the tools, all the, the professional tools to swap them over, and I don't mind doing it because it just takes me a couple minutes, but most people don't have storage for their winter wheels and tires or their summer wheels and tires and certainly don't have all the pro-grade tools. And what you guys do, Jack, is kind of take care of all of that for, for your customers. Yeah, we uh, Tire Butler is, is a mobile tire sales and service company, and we're, we basically bring the tire store to you with, with our trained uh, TIA technicians who uh, we have all the proper equipment, um, and we do it wherever it's convenient for you. So we do it at your house. We can do it at your office. We can do it while you're at the gym. And we basically take what is generally for, for people, you know, three-hour part of their day to go to a shop, drive there, sit, wait, make an appointment, and we turn it into a basically a five-minute process. Um, we save you time. We, 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 our technicians come, are fully trained. We, you know, we jack up the car. We protect your driveway. We bring you the new tires, new wheels if you need them. We carry all major brands. Um, you know, everything from hand-torquing the wheels once they're put on, cleaning the hubs, get everything done properly, resetting TPMS. Um, and we do that all at the convenience while you're sitting at home listening to Dave's Corner Garage. Oh, that was smooth. <laughs> that was smooth, buddy, I'll tell you. You know, and also with uh, with uh, people go with kids going back to school, you know, if you're chasing around, you got daycare and you can't do it, I mean, you must have, a. You know, I would think, a certain demographic where a lot of women will be, uh, you know, if they want to go shopping at Yorkdale or they got to drop their kids off at school. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's smooth, too. We have we <laughs> I also... Try. Uh, not only do we have uh, uh, all our fleet of mobile trucks, we have a, one of the probably the largest retail center in Canada, centrally located right beside Yorkdale. 
so we have a program where if you come to us, um, if you want to get some shopping done instead of just sitting at home and get your tires done at the same time, you can come to our location and we'll have a shuttle to take you to Yorkdale. You do your shopping. You just text us when you're done and we'll pick you up. Um, you know, in our, in our main centers, we, we are one of the few companies in, in probably the province that store all of our own tires. We don't outsource anything. Um, so, you know, your tires are always at a location. You can generally come to that location without an appointment if your tires are stored. Um, but the main, you know, we have the mobile side. We try to make it just convenient. Any any way you choose to get your tires serviced or purchased, we will meet that need. Uh, with uh, with with uh, the Yorkdale shuttle, I am glad that I look after the wheel and tire swaps in my house, and it's, uh, I'm not sending my <laughs> wife to your place. <laughs> so, so Jack, you know, g- given that you know we're approaching the fall, um, the fall is always bu- busy for tire shops and 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 you know, swapping over winter tires and all that stuff. Is it a good idea for people to, to start scheduling this stuff now? Absolutely. You know, it, it, it's going to snow. You're, it, it's, and it's always amazing that people wake up, they, they look at the driveway and they see snow and they freak out and make phone calls and panic. I mean, if you're going on a vacation, you don't wait for the last minute to book. You see what's going on at the airport. If, mm-hmm. There are only so many garages in the city and it, it, it takes a lot of time to get everybody processed and through the system. So, you know, it's going to snow. We recommend, we will be sending out emails to all of our, you know, our thousands of clients to start booking their appointments starting next week. Not not to get their tires changed next week, but to start scheduling their appointments. Yeah. Um, and we generally recommend, you know, the, the, the industry standard is 7 degrees Celsius, but that's not constant. If it's going to be 20 degrees during the day and it's 7 degrees at night, change your tires. Um, get them done get it out of the way it, anywhere is so negligible nowadays if, you know if the, if the temperature is cooler your tires are not going to wear out that quick you know we have we have clients who drive to florida in the winter time you know you, you, i-75 is you can't go on that without winter tires and doesn't wear the tires absolutely jack what's the uh, what's the website and the phone number for tire butler it is tirebutler.com and the phone number is 416-234-1688. Beautiful. Jack, thanks for joining us. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Saturday morning in the big smoke, and it's a great weekend. Another great, sunny, hot weekend. And don't look at the weather during the week. Just enjoy it now. Because I think these guys sit in the Weather Network studios and go, let's just move the clouds here, here. So it's nice. Exactly. So enjoy it because, uh, you know, it's it's coming. Fall's coming. But we got a lot of warm weather. And a lot of kids are going back to school uh, in the next week or so. And we thought it'd be great to have CAA back on with us because they've always got some great news and some tips about... You know, taking care of the kids on the road and yourself when you're driving in school areas. And joining us from CAA is Tracy Marshall. Good morning, Tracy. How are you? Good morning, guys. I'm great. How are you? Great. You've been up since, what, six this morning or what? <laughs> About seven, yes. <laughs> and, you, and you got a couple of kids that are going back uh, back to school as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So when you're with CAA being involved, and you guys have done some really good cutting-edge stuff over the last couple of years, when it comes to back to school, we always tend to forget, you know, the little simple things about slowing down, you know, with aggressive driving on the rise. What are some of the tips that you're that you'd like to get out to the public that are listening this morning? We 
are reminding drivers that uh, the return to school simply is going to bring higher traffic in those school zone areas. You know, um, everybody's going to be returning to a routine that they may not have had in the summer. And as we return to that routine, it's going to take time to adjust. So we're just letting people know that, um, you know, you have a responsibility to look out for everyone else around you when you're driving through school zones. Uh, watch out for those community safety zone signs, watch out for those school zone signs, crosswalks, any of those areas indicate um, that public safety is important. Uh, and both from a driver perspective and a pedestrian perspective, um, you know, simply follow the rules of the road and that'll go a long way to keeping kids safe this fall. And, you know, my neighborhood, Tracy, it's uh, there, there are no school buses because all the all the kids walk to school. And, and that's going to that's going to change things from the summer because we you know, we haven't seen you know kids going to school all summer, obviously. And, and uh, you know, younger ones um, are, are, are in for a new routine as well. So, you know, uh, thankfully, you know, downtown Toronto has, you know, tight streets and, and uh, posted uh, speed limits that are fairly low, but it's up to up to drivers to, to really pay attention, and, and uh, especially with little ones walking around to school. It's so important. Yeah, and to, to your point, Brian, is that, you know, Tracy, we, you know, our listenership is like all the way out to, to Windsor, up north to Sudbury and mm-hmm. Kingston, and but we got a lot of people who listen in the uh, St. Catharines, Guelph, Grand Bend area, and these are kids who are live in rural areas, so... Um, have you seen a pattern of, of what kids should be watching for more or drivers should be watching for more in, in these areas? Yeah, it's funny you say that. So I also lived in uh, what would be designated as a rural area. Um, and I live in a school zone. I have a school directly across the road from my house. Uh, we actually did a survey back in May mm. um, uh, through Dig Insights, speaking to parents about their thoughts on school zones and school zone safety in general. Um, some of those behaviors are a little bit troubling. So speeding, double parking, stopping in undesignated areas, those are the big ones that parents are uh, sharing with us that they're seeing in school zones. Um, And, you know, overall congestion in school zones. So if it is a rural area, you're going to have a lot of buses, you're going to have a lot of cars (laughs) driving the kids in, uh, and potentially a handful of pedestrians. it's, it's a it's a bit of a mix, and with that mix, everybody has to be extra vigilant uh, to keep the road safe for sure. All right, go ahead. Well, one of the things I wanted to talk about, like in in rural areas, because that that's the you know I grew up in that kind of uh, part of Ontario, and with with school buses, there are certain rules that uh, that drivers have to follow, and it's not necessarily um, obvious to a lot of drivers. Uh, you're right. Um, and this year, especially, so some of the school buses, number of school buses this year, as of July, there's a new uh, there's a new warning system with the existing one. So mm. uh, if I can share, um, there's now an amber and red upper flashing light system. So oh. this amber system is going to uh, warn drivers that the school bus is about to slow down. Great idea. Um, and drivers will then be aware need to be cautious and slow down as well and once the bus stops that 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 system we're all familiar with with the red flashing upper lights and the stop arm coming out that indicates the drivers must come to a complete stop so i would encourage drivers read a little bit about it understand what you're going to be experiencing this year um because uh, you know 
Over 800,000 students are bussed every day. That's precious cargo, and we need to keep those kids safe. That's amazing. That's a big number. I know as, uh, as a, a grandfather, uh, my, uh, I, I've got a bunch, so I won't go into the numbers here. But uh, he's going into JK for his first, first time Aww. ever, right? Oh, listen to her. He's going, oh, isn't that nice? <laughs> and it's great. He's so excited. But that's the thing. Kids get really excited. Even with the buses that have the arm that's extended out, it just boggles my mind that people actually still try and drive around that. So this amber light that's going to be part of the sequence of red and amber, um, is there any public service that's going out like people can be aware, they can go online and check out some of the things? We're Yeah, so CAA will be putting out a back-to-school safety campaign this year. Uh, I think uh, the Ministry of Transportation as well will have some information um, as well, our CAA magazine talks a little bit about it too. So, um, but I would encourage folks to just, you know, have a look online to see uh, what this new system means and, and how to approach school buses. You know, what people need to remember is that it is the law. So it is an offense to pass that stop school bus uh, with its red light flashing and its stop arm extended. And <laughs> that first offense is, you know, up to $2,000 and six demerit points. Like, that's not, I think, how anybody wants to start the school year. Um, and, you know, the simplest things like following speed limits and showing courtesy and respect go a long way to keeping everybody safe this fall. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, the the... With, with with some aggressive driving, I mean, living in the city, I see incredible feats of bad driving. And, Idiots! Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Being a racing driver is like, I know, I understand the physics of all this stuff. The faster you go, the longer it takes to stop. And you just you just can't do that. And especially around kids, this is this is just a bad idea. Yeah, and for, for a lot of, for some students uh, who spent a little portion, a very small portion of last year still online and then they went back to school. Right. This is really like, this is a, a, a reset for everybody. And if you live, as you said, uh, in rural Ontario and you're across from a school zone, Ooh, that's going to be a busy area. It is. I would Get your say... lemonade stand ready. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or I could, well, I won't talk about charging for them to double park in front of my home, but um, <laughs> but I would say, like, even when we were reviewing the results of the survey, I sort of smiled to myself and said I would have answered this survey in the exact same way. Congestion, speeding, double parking, stopping in undesignated areas, um, those are what I see anecdotally as well from my window uh, and as my kids walk to school, too, so... It's, it's it's real. Yeah, there, um, and, you and know these these are the these are the reasons you know that that uh, you know th- these things need to be remedied so that everybody can be safe. Like double parking is not is, is not good for several reasons. It, you know, to some people it might just seem like a simple thing, but double parking is problematic because when you do have people moving and vehicles moving in that area, it limits visibility of both the pedestrians and the drivers. And to your point, you know, and Tracy as well, jump in here anytime, is this, that when you go to pick up the kids at school, Mm -hmm. it's like every man for for himself. Like, it's like, (laughs) that's my kid. They're all going to get out at the same time. Like, relax. But but you get the buses coming in and they have priorities. So it's not just dropping them off that can be a challenge. It's what would you recommend as far as the tip goes when you're picking your kids up? You know, there are lots of solutions to help deter some of these behaviors in school zones. Um, You know, there's built environment solutions, things like speed bumps, again, those community safety zone signs, 
crosswalks. Um, but there are also some of those human interventions that schools do. So, you know, uh, our township will bring in crossing guards. Um, some schools have CAA school safety patrollers. Uh, I, I can speak personally. Our school puts out pylons in certain areas to help direct the flow of traffic. Um, it's really those simplest things. Again, just follow the rules of the road. It's such a short period of time um, when this, uh, you know, these higher traffic, higher traffic situations happen in school zones. Um, and just really slow down. If I could give any tip, it would be slow down, know the speed limit, and follow yeah. follow what's there. Especially as we uh, head into uh, to fall when the times change back. Mm-hmm. You know, that's even more. The kids are going to be wearing different kind of clothing, mm-hmm. colors, and stuff like that. So it's in great. It's, it's really important. And we will, we'll have you back on as we get closer to uh, that day. But if people want to find out more information about tips on being safer around school zones, where can they go to? Absolutely. So I would recommend caasco.com slash advocacy, and you can find all of our road safety information on there. Um, specifically, you can click on uh, on safe school zones, and uh, and we've got lots of tips Great. there. And then just look out for our information um, coming in the next few weeks. Uh, around school zone safety See. and that's school. Beautiful. See, are you feel good now? This was nothing, right? This is great. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Tracy. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage. We will be right back with our friend Mark Salzman to talk a little bit about EVs. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here in studio, missing Alan Gelman because he's under the weather. Steve Scheiman's here with me as well. And Mark Salzman is joining us to talk a little bit about EVs. And I have to mention, if you're on Dave's Corner Garage Facebook page, I always post uh, my weekly review on uh, YouTube on Dave's Corner Garage Facebook page. And today... The review is the Mercedes-Benz EQS 580, which is a pure EV and obviously very expensive, but I enjoyed driving it. Still, I get comments, and people don't understand how EVs work and how they can work in their lives. Mark, what's going on with you? Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. Love having you. Did that uh, that sound weird to you for a second? Did we get the audio levels worked out? Yeah, we're okay. Now. Yeah, we're good. It, the, the glass <laughs> okay. hasn't the glass hasn't shattered yet, so we're, so we're we okay. That was the that was the earwax cleanser. Yeah. The, uh, mm, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, no, I love chatting with you guys. Uh, you know, a few times a year, covering the automotive space, but from a tech perspective. That's really uh, as you as you know, with my work as a, as a technologist, uh, I'm keen on on automotive innovations like autonomous driving we've chatted about in the past these self-driving cars and all that and today evs because i you know tech is revolutionizing i think every industry and and the automotive space is no exception oh absolutely and you know i'm driving all these you know cutting edge cars obviously nothing nothing you know uh uh into the future quite yet but Mm -hmm. um you know like this this uh, mercedes-benz eqs is an incredibly tech forward car and you know my my job on on uh, on my YouTube channel is is to convey what it's like to drive and not necessarily deal with the technology. And uh, you know that I'm far more interested in driving, but the tech really integrates into your life and and mm-hmm. makes your experience with the EV a little bit easier. Yeah, you know. I, I do feel that we're on the cusp of of an EV revolution. You know, if it's for years we've seen just single digit interest in Canada and elsewhere. 
some countries are a little bit more advanced, like Norway and, and what have you, and, and other Nordic countries. But, you know, I just, I don't know if it's the combination of gas prices, you know, like KPMG found 61% of Canadians feel that gas prices have convinced them that it's time to consider electric, or maybe it's the environmental reasons or just, you know, not, you know, fewer um other costs like uh, no more oil changes and all that. But yeah, I think things are really interesting. And, and I think with the vehicle that you've got the video about and what we're going to chat about today, we should specify that we're talking about BEVs, battery electric vehicle, like pure EVs, not hybrids, plugins yes. that yes. use a combination of combustion engine. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, pure BEVs. And and you know, part of um, part of what I see going on is yes, there's been that that sort of very small interest in in EVs for the last many years, but what's happening now is so many manufacturers are adding EV models. And they they've they're now available in a little bit more. Uh, I don't want to say abundance, but they, you know there are more um, pure electric vehicles available mm-hmm. today. But I think I think the majority of consumers still have some misconceptions about EVs. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you're right. By the way, it's kind, it's kind of like the stars are aligning. It's not just gas prices that are pushing Canadians to consider an EV, but the, the a greater selection of vehicles, like you've hinted at, and a better infrastructure in mm-hmm. which to charge your your car. But you're right. So look, there's a lot of uh, myths about EVs. The one that I get a lot when I write articles about it is range anxiety. They're like, there's no way I'm going to buy an EV if I'm going to have to be worried about running out of uh, battery, you know, electricity Mm -hmm. uh, on my commute or on a road trip. The truth of the matter is the average B, again, we're talking BEVs here today, like uh, pure electric, battery electric vehicles, no gas engine at all. The average uh, range you're getting today is about 320 kilometers. Mm -hmm. So if you factor in your daily commute to and from, say, an office or taking the kids to school or doing your groceries, mall shopping, all that, it is you know, obviously going to be just fine for the overwhelming majority of Canadians who can squeeze, you know, a week's worth of driving with that kind of, you know, your lifestyle. Again, you have to assess your needs, of course. But even if you've got, you know, a cottage, a cabin, um, you know, you you like road trips. Yeah, it takes a little bit more thinking in, in you know, about where to charge up than a gas vehicle because, you know, there's a gas station everywhere. But you could drive, just for example, you can drive from downtown Toronto to Kawartha Lakes, like cottage country, and back again with that kind of range. And then there are vehicles that go well above it, right? Like the the Chevy Bolt EV, mm-hmm. the range is up to 417 kilometers. So it's like almost 100 more than the average. And then the Silverado EV, the pickup truck, which I know we've talked about in the past on this program, mm-hmm. coming next year, that can do up to 640 kilometers it won't be long that'll be a thousand kilometers absolutely yeah, the, yeah. The, you know and, and it's it, you know the technology the battery technology is advancing and and uh that um that, i mean that that mercedes-benz eqs obviously very a six-figure car but sure. the 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 practical range on that appeared to be and i couldn't i couldn't run it out i had to i had to charge it but it was over 600 kilometers oh yeah that's fantastic yeah, look, I mean, they're all getting up there. Um, GM is one example with their Altium platform. Obviously, Teslas uh, were, were really the pioneers here. Um, and, and another myth is that uh, when it is time to charge up, you're going to have trouble finding where to do it. Um, the infrastructure is maturing. Before I talk about how many chargers there are across Canada, it should be noted that about 85 to 90% of Canadians who own an EV charge up at home. 
Exactly. I know it's more difficult if you're in a condo or an apartment building. I get that. There are options where you can, you know, buy a spot or rent a spot that has a plug or you maybe you're lucky and your employer lets you charge up. But um, many Canadians are putting uh, and it's often included in the price of an EV. They're throwing that in as extra incentive, the automakers, that they'll install a 240 volt you know, level two charger in your garage. And that increases your home's value, by the way. People are looking for that when they're moving. Oh, right? I, so something to keep in mind. Yeah, mm. absolutely. I, I don't doubt that at all. I, so I, I've got that situation where I've, I've got a level two charger and that, that has transformed my life when I'm when I'm testing yeah. EVs. And, you know, it, it, once or twice, maybe three times a week, I'm charging a, a car. And then, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to rub, you know, people's noses in it because I still have gasoline powered cars, but to sure. charge these EVs, it costs me a couple of bucks overnight. Yeah, look, it's not free. Electricity isn't free, certainly in Ontario where we live. <laughs> but you can, with a, a, an EV, you can choose when it charges up, you know, through an app or through the vehicle itself. You can say, don't start charging until midnight or whatever. You know, in Ontario, we have, a, and other parts of the country don't have this. So this might be interesting to your listeners that we have like on peak, mid peak, and off peak okay. rates for ah. our electricity. So you just simply yeah. know when to charge it up. So it's kind of like when you plug in your iPhone or to go to bed when you go to bed you you just have your your vehicle start uh, charging up Mark a couple um, people have uh, written in sort of jump yeah. in for a second uh, but sure as we get into fall and get weather gets a little bit cooler what is the you know is there a concern with EVs when it gets to be really cold weather yeah that's another myth um, and you know I, I've heard this as well by the way that EVs aren't ideal for Canadians uh, that's that's simply not true yes just like gas vehicles weather and terrain will you know, that will impact your fuel efficiency. But and the same is true for EVs. But it's not to the point where you should not be buying one in this country. It doesn't make sense with our cold Canadian winters. It will take a bit of a hit on the battery. But look, um, you know, I mentioned GM earlier. They, they've been testing in uh, Capus Casing, Ontario, uh, where it gets really darn cold, uh, all their EVs for North America, right? So, you know, you just have to know that what you do in an EV, and you you, you guys certainly get this, that, you know, with it, whether it's air conditioning, whether it's, uh, you know, heated seats, so it's all going to impact battery a bit, uh, but not to the extent where you're going to get, you know, um, no range at all. It's, you just have to be a bit smarter. Once again, it's a bit of a learning curve at the beginning, I, I would say. That is true. Like, for example, here's a tip that I, I heard. Instead of heating the entire cabin um, in cold, uh, colder days, heat the seats and the wheel, the steering wheel, and that will be great. Just little things like that. Um, and, and hopefully your, your uh, garage is insulated as well. And Mark, if people want to find any more information on EVs from your perspective, where can they go? Sure, yeah. So my website is marksaltzman.com. It's Mark with a C and uh, S-A-L-T-Z-M-A-N. Or I'm, I'm all over social media. I'd be happy to answer their questions. Yeah, you're very easy to find and very responsive. So uh, if people have any questions, please reach out to Mark on, uh, on social media. Uh, Mark, thanks for joining us. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage, and we will be right back. Welcome back to uh, Dave's Corner Garage. And if you are going out to the CNE anytime over the next couple of weeks, enjoy yourself. Go to that, uh, the food building. That's I remember a, it's, it's that's the be, highlight. I know. The throwback is this. When I was young, <laughs> this is what, that's what Gelman would do, you know, <laughs> another right. voice. But the food court, that was a great building. You had samples, yeah. you walked around. Now it's like a big cafeteria. Right. But it's great. I mean, I saw something on uh, one of their releases this morning, and it was. Calamari. This is on a skewer, right? Okay. It was calamari, chicken, peanut butter, herring, and then another layer of that 
covered with hot mustard. Mm, that's okay. A, that's a Gaviscon time. Uh, that's good for breakfast. Uh, no thanks. <laughs> I, I will take a pass on that. Yeah. Yes. Spend your money somewhere else uh, as far as food goes. But and go to the ex- sp- It's always fun. Oh, absolutely. So you found something new about uh, luxury taxes yes, going yes. on. Yes. Well, this has been a, a concern for some friends of mine in the car business here in Canada. As of September 1st, there's a new luxury tax that oh, goes into effect. Is this nationwide? And, yeah, I believe it is. Oh, my God. I believe it is. I believe it is national. And some people would say, yeah, yeah but if you can afford it, pay it. Well. But, no. I mean, it's not just cars. It's boats, too. No. This, you know, this is the thing. So it's, it's, a, it's an interesting uh, approach to more taxes, of course. But Never. Yeah, shocking. But if you've got a car... Or a private aircraft that costs more than $100,000, you're not going to pay an additional luxury tax. You know, and besides, we're talking about the, the the cars and the boats. I mean, some of these RVs and mobile homes, they're they're massive, and yeah. they're they're like a buck and a half, buck and a quarter. Well, there's, I mean, there's there's some RVs that uh, are seven figures as well. So it's going to be what? What level of tax is, are they are they talking about? Uh, Pick a number because I, they do. It I mean, is, really. Uh, so it is okay. Here That's it is. Got them real ten, good. Yeah, ten percent of the total retail cost, and twenty percent of the amount by which the cost exceeds the price threshold. Okay, what? Did, uh, why don't they just talk in English? So price threshold. For example, on a car priced at one hundred and twenty thousand dollars, this would be twenty percent. Uh, of that $100,000, so or $120,000, so that would be $4,000 uh, in tax in preference to 10% uh, of hundred. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah. It, like, it's just, I, I think there's there's probably a little bit of a rush at some higher-end car stores oh, and, I would think so. and boat stores um, to, to make some purchases happen before September 1st. I know, and driving up to uh, to Algonquin a couple weeks ago, you're looking at, at some of the RVs. I mean, they're gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And we we were sort of stuck in line getting into Algonquin, and uh, then there was a guy parked next to us, and this thing was brand new. Mm-hmm. It slept eight people. Mm-hmm. It had everything. Flat screen TV. Oh, yeah, probably like, satellite TV. Oh, yeah. Internet. Uh, we're getting away from, you know, we're getting back to nature. I went, yeah, what time's the game on? <laughs> and the bar's open. Oh, they, it's perfect. But, you know, that one, he told me it was $110,000. So there is there going to be a rush on people going to try and get their RVs and boats and cars earlier? Oh, I I think that's happening with with cars. I mean, they've, you know, people have known about this, especially in that business, for quite a while. So, you know, I know my friends have been talking about it. So, you know, with cars that are over... Over hundred thousand dollars, people are trying to get those purchases in for sure. And for boats, it's a little bit different, which is bizarre. I don't understand this because it's it's you know a hundred thousand dollar boat is a very nice piece. Mm. And you know I've driven many of these things, but the way the luxury tax works with boats and yachts, it, the threshold is two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's nice of them. Yeah, well, I mean, for two hundred grand, you can get a really nice boat. Oh, it's amazing with some of the vehicles that you can get. You know, and you you pile on. You know, ATVs, areas like that, mm-hmm. and trailers, mm-hmm. uh, motorcycles, you know, collector collector cars, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to, if you're going to look at buying a collector car, I mean, you know, Wayfarer has talked about that 
guys at Haggerty have talked about that for mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the shows that are going on, Dry Festival coming up, yep. and then the big one up in Owen Sound, Cobble Beach. Cobble Beach. Tour yeah. de la Gance. Yeah, that, well, that, that is that is the the most special car show yeah. in this country. It's a it's a lovely if, thing. If you get a chance, go on facebook.com forward slash Dave's Corner Garage. You're going to see some posts we put up for uh, the uh, Concourse de la Gance that's taking place, I think, September 9th to 11th. In in Owen Sound, and it's just it's a phenomenal show, and the drive up there is is just gorgeous. Yeah, it sure is. Some of the sailboats. Oh yeah. Now, speaking of sail, now sailboats gonna ding you. Right, That's right. We're gonna get everybody buying anything under sixty thousand dollars, and we'll hope you're happy. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Anyway, want to thank uh, Jack Benzikar from Tire Butler. Also, Mark Saltzman from uh, Tech Talk, as he calls himself. And, of course, Tracy Marshall, Rookie No More. She was on the air list from CAA with some great tips about back to school. And you can check out their website at www.caasco.com. And there's a bunch of links to uh, for safety tips. Brian, always good to have you on. Always great to be here on a lovely Saturday morning. Yes, and have a great weekend, everybody. Uh, take it easy on the roads. Enjoy another great long summer hot weekend and for Alan Gelman and his family I know are listening saying he didn't say much about him but he, we do miss you Al. we miss you Al. get better get, yes get better Just chug the Tylenols and get your tush in here for next week and we'll see and talk to you next week on Dave's Corner Garage right here have a great weekend everybody be safe out there This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.